Welcome to the Tom the Trainer Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Wooland. This podcast is for frustrated men and women who think they've tried everything to lose body fat and aren't willing to give up on their fitness goals. I'm going to give you clear, actionable steps to cut through all the bullshit in the industry, focus on what actually works, and dominate every aspect of your life. Now let's get into today's episode. Today, I want to teach you how to think when I write a program specifically for fat loss. And there's no such thing as a bad workout, but a great workout program always considers the law of specificity. And the law of specificity in training is about writing a program that focuses on a very specific outcome. For example, bodybuilders are training for hypertrophy or muscular growth. Powerlifters want to move as much weight as possible in the squat, bench, and deadlift. Sprinters want to run really fast, and marathon runners want to run really far. All of them are training, but all of them train differently because they all want a different outcome from their training. So if your primary goal is fat loss, then the primary focus of your training program should be specific to optimize fat loss. Don't get me wrong. If you haven't been training and you've been eating Cheetos, binging on Netflix, and you start training like a bodybuilder, powerlifter, long distance runner, you're going to lose body fat. But eventually those newbie changes will slow down, if not halt completely, and you'll be left spinning your wheels and hitting a hard plateau. Obviously, a huge part of fat loss is going to be your diet, but your training is equally as important. So I'm going to run through a comprehensive thought process to be able to build and run a program specifically focused on the goal of losing body fat. And I've helped over 295 clients at the time of recording this lose anywhere from 15 to 52 pounds in 90 days, not to mention the clients I've helped lose 100 pounds or more and keep it off for good. When it comes to writing intelligent fat loss programs, I'm legitimately an expert. Now, before I get into the nitty gritty, go share this podcast to your social media stories or send it to a friend that would benefit from this training. And I wanna make something really clear. Before I explain the considerations of a world-class program in depth, I want you to understand that there's no black and white best program for fat loss. But with the right thought process, you can create the right program for you. It's cliche, but give a man a fish and he can eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, and he can eat forever. So this episode is about teaching you how to think like an award-winning coach. It's not some surface-level explanation of what to do. I'm literally going to give you all the goodies here. This is exactly how I write programs. And to be honest with you, I can't believe I'm giving this away for free. Now, the first thing you need to consider when creating a fat loss program is how often you can train and how much time you can allocate to your training each session. I don't recommend training less than three days per week unless your goal is maintenance. And if you're listening to this, then that's not your goal. You're trying to lose body fat, right? So look at your training frequency this way. Two days per week is for maintenance. Three days per week will get your results. Four days per week is good results. And five or six days a week is gonna get you great results. Research indicates that if you've trained three hours per week with three one-hour sessions, you would get better results than two days per week, an hour and a half sessions. And you would get even better results if you trained four days per week with 45-minute sessions. So the more frequent you train, the better. But as a rule of thumb, more training is not always better. You still need to recover from your workouts. So don't train six days per week with an hour and a half sessions. 
five hours per week total training time with weights is probably plenty and you could maybe stretch it to six but more than that is often going to become a net negative in my opinion at least if you're training hard and that's the thing you can't train hard for a long time and you need to challenge yourself in your workouts so you should technically just be spent by the end of an hour or your 45 minutes so once you've determined how often you're training for and how long you can train each session, you've got to determine your training split. Now, I have fat loss programs that use all different splits, but in my opinion, full body training is phenomenal for fat loss. However, I don't program full body training six days per week. It's just way too much. So with full body training, five days per week max. Four is actually usually pretty good as well. Another great split is upper lower. So upper body, lower body. And it's especially great for anything more than three days per week. Like it's phenomenal with four days per week, for example. And then the last training split to consider is push pull legs, which I think is best suited for six days per week training, shorter sessions, like 45 minutes maximum. And there are hybrid methods, but I'm not going to get into too much detail on those because realistically, the best thing you can do is just commit to your split. Just commit to a split, make a decision and take action on it. I have a really unique program called Metabolic Muscle Madness that uses all three splits over a 12 week period because the way that I increase the difficulty of the program and progress over time is by narrowing down the area of the body being trained as you progress throughout the program. So without getting into too much detail on hybrid methods, because like success loves speed and success loves simplicity. So it's more important for you to just commit to one of the three splits that I mentioned, the full body, upper, lower, or push pull legs. Because if you think about it, like I'm an award-winning coach with thousands of hours and hundreds of transformations. So for me, when I look at programming, hybrid splits are simple to me, but they're extremely unique. I've never seen another program like metabolic muscle madness, but when it comes to you writing a program, hybrid methods aren't going to be simple to you and success loves simplicity. So just stick to one of the three that I mentioned. Once you've decided your split, you've got to choose your exercises. And you've got to understand that you're not bodybuilding here. You're programming for fat loss specifically. So isolation lifts, like shoulder flies, bicep curls, tricep extensions, and things like that, should really be your lowest priority. You can still do them, but they should make up the last five, 10 minutes of your workout maximum, or they should be the last movement in a sequence of supersets, triple sets, or giant sets. Those are just methods to do a lot of work in a short period of time. And I'll explain more about supersets, triple sets, or giant sets a little bit later. Again, it's really important to consider that you're not writing a program to bring up body parts. Pardon me. It's really important to consider that you're not writing a program to bring up body parts like a bodybuilder. You're writing a program for fat loss. So the big compound movements, the multi-joint exercises that work the most muscles per exercise, 
like your squats, leg press, lunges, deadlifts, planks, uh, bench press, overhead press, machine press variations, rows, chin-ups, lat pulls, and those types of movements should be your top priority when programming for fat loss. Once you've made your exercise selections, you need to look at your rest intervals between your sets. And when seeking fat loss as a priority, you wanna get a lot of work done in the time that you allocate to your training. So long rest intervals of three to five minutes are for power lifters, for strength training, explosiveness, right? And medium rest intervals up to three minutes are for bodybuilding or putting on as much muscle as possible. When it comes to fat loss, you need to keep your rest interval short. And ideally, you want to focus on ways to increase the volume in your training, like I mentioned earlier, supersets, triple sets, and giant sets. Supersets are two exercises done back to back with no rest and are good with opposing muscle groups. So like an upper body exercise with a lower body exercise or a pushing exercise, like maybe a bench press with a pulling exercise, like a row, right? Or maybe an overhead press with a lat pull down. You got to think about muscles that aren't involved in the opposite lift, right? So two exercises back to back that are working opposing muscle groups. Now, triple sets are great with muscles that you work with the same movements, right? Um, while going from your strongest lifts to your weakest lifts. So for example, uh, bench press, shoulder press, and tricep extension are three movements that work pushing muscles and they're done back to back with the strongest exercise going down towards the weakest before you take your rest, right? Giant sets are more than three exercises done in sequence with no rest until the last exercise is done. And they can be a combination of either the same muscle groups or opposing muscle groups. Uh, so some examples here is like you could do a bench press with a row and then a shoulder press, a bicep curl and a tricep extension, right? Because a bench press is a pushing exercise, a row is a pulling, shoulder press is a pushing exercise, bicep is a pulling exercise and tricep extensions or push. Or you could do like a squat with an overhead press, a lower body, upper body, and then do a deadlift, which is a more hamstring dominant lower body exercise with a row, right? So you can string a ton of exercises together with giant sets that are either opposing muscle groups, or you can use the same muscle group similar to a triple set, but just with more exercises, like a bench, overhead press, shoulder fly, tricep extension, right? So all of these methods, supersets, triple sets, and giant sets are a really effective way to increase your training volume. And each of these methods can be used with all training splits, as long as you're considering what muscles to pair together. Now, for the most part, supersets, I like to use opposing muscle groups, but if you were using the same muscle group with a superset, then you would want to look at similar concept of 
triple sets or giant sets where you're using the strongest lift and then work your way to the weakest, right? Now, the last thing to focus on after you've determined your exercise selections, as well as your rest intervals, is going to be progressive overload, right? How you're going to progress and make the workouts harder over time. Now, when I write a program, I look at everything as ways to progress. I include everything when I look at it, including the difficulty of exercises to tempo, the speed at which you move throughout your repetitions, rest intervals, load, or like the weight you're using on each exercise, rep ranges, total number of sets, and even the weekly training frequency or the length of each workout time-wise, right? As well as volume, the amount of work you do during a training session. There are a couple other things that I consider in my progressions, but they're a little too complex. And let's be just fair here. I can't give away all my secrets, right? So we're just gonna focus on the ones that I mentioned for now. the first thing I want to focus on when it comes to progressing is exercise selections. And the reason I want to focus on this first is because I believe it's completely overlooked, not only by people training in the gym, but by trainers writing programs as well. So look at it this way, a leg press, a hack squat machine, a dumbbell squat and a barbell squat all work the same muscles, but each of them is a varying difficulty, right? Same as a chest press, a barbell bench, and a dumbbell bench. They all work the same muscles, but they're not equally difficult. You could also look at a step up, a lunge, and a Bulgarian split squat. Or a machine row, a cable row, barbell row, and dumbbell row. These are all muscles that work your back, but they aren't equal. So the easiest way to think about progressing through exercise selections is, are the exercises similar? Do they work the same group of muscles? Which one can you lift the most weight and which one can you lift the least amount of weight? The most weight that you can lift is going to be the easiest of those exercises. And the one that you can lift the least amount of weight is obviously the more difficult. The next form of progression is tempo, okay? So tempo is also something that's very overlooked in the gym. Tempo is the speed at which you move throughout the repetition of an exercise and the different parts of that exercise. And people have a hard time reading tempo. It's just kind of weird the way it's written. So I'm just gonna give you some really basic examples. You could lift a weight two seconds on the way up and two seconds on the way down. Or you could do three seconds up and three seconds down. You could do two seconds up and four seconds down. Or you could do one second up and three seconds down. All of those tempos pose their own level of difficulty. And you can kind of consider it as like how much time under tension is there per repetition based on the tempo. 
So two seconds up and two seconds down is a four second rep. That's four seconds of time under tension on that repetition. But two up and four down is a six second rep, six seconds of time under tension. So you can increase the difficulty of your workouts by increasing the difficulty of each rep over time on a program as your form of progression. And like, this is a really cool way to increase the difficulty of a workout. If maybe you don't have a lot of equipment available and you can't increase weight per se, you can just change the speed of the reps and make that weight harder, right? So next up, we're going to look at reps and reps is a really simple progression. You can start at a weight for eight repetitions and then the next week, just aim to do 10. The following week, try to do 12. And on the fourth week, do 15. Super, super simple, right? Weight is also a way to progress. And again, very simple. You can use weight to progress by adding a little bit of weight to each exercise over time, depending on the exercise. So depending on the exercise, this could be done maybe weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. And the stronger you are at an exercise, the more likely you're able to increase the weight on that exercise more frequently. And not all exercises are great for increasing on weight, right? Because you can't expect to add weight every week to a shoulder fly. Like try to add two and a half pounds every week to a shoulder fly, right? Like good luck. If you do that, you're just gonna be cheating reps. Your form's gonna suck. And the whole purpose of increasing the difficulty of your workouts over time is not to find ways to cheat to get the work done, but to stay consistent and make the exercise harder and make the workout harder, right? So some exercises like isolation lifts, bicep curls, tricep extensions, lateral flies, things like that are better suited for progressing through repetition than it is through weight, right? And then maybe those exercises, you can increase your weight less frequently, like every month or every two months, depending on how fast you increase your strength. And for new lifters, new lifters are going to increase their strength faster because you're going to become more efficient at the exercise. So new lifters can likely use weight as a form of progression more frequently than experienced lifters. One of my favorite ways to progress is an inverse linear progression. I'm a really big fan of this. And what that means is you increase your weight while decreasing reps over time, right? So maybe you do a hundred pound bench press for 12. And then the next week you do a 110 pound bench press for eight. So it's an inverse linear progression because the weight and the reps have an inverse opposing relationship. One goes up and one comes down, right? Now, rest intervals are a really, really cool way to progress because you can compress the workouts by shortening your rest intervals. And then the, what that does is it makes your workouts quicker every single week. Right. Because like if you go from like a minute rest on all exercises down to 45 seconds and your first 
two weeks of workouts take an hour, you pull 15 seconds of time away from the workout every single time that you do a set when you choose to progress, maybe that workout gets done in 50 minutes. So you can compress the volume of your workouts into a shorter amount of time by decreasing rest intervals. Okay. Now sets is I think often something that's overlooked as well, but when it comes to progressing through sets, you can just increase the total number of sets over the course of your program by adding a set to maybe a single exercise or multiple exercises in weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly intervals, right? So you could say, for example, if you're somebody who's not like overly conditioned or in amazing shape, or somebody who's taken a time off from an injury or something like that, maybe you could start off with like six exercises and you do two sets per exercise. And then after a couple of weeks, you do uh, three sets on the first two exercises and then two sets on the other four. And then you could do three sets on four exercises for a bit. And then you could do three sets on all six exercises for a bit, right? So really, really simple, but obviously you have to consider that when you're adding sets without decreasing reps, then your workout's gonna become longer. So you have to take that as a consideration, right? So some of the ways to progress that I've mentioned so far affect the duration of your workout, right? Decreasing rest or increasing reps can make your workout harder by shortening the window of time you get the work done or increasing the amount of time you need to complete the workout. So you can progress by compressing the volume in the period of time that you're training, or you could progress by increasing the volume by extending the time allocated per session when you're increasing reps or you're increasing sets, right? So you could simply start with a 30 minute workout and then over a period of time, work your way up to an hour over the course of a program, right? Or you could even consider that while going from one program to the next, because a lot of people think like progression is endless and it, it's not like progression in your workouts and your programs should increase intensity and decrease intensity over time, right? Another way to look at it is like, you could start your workout off as an hour and then you could decrease the rest intervals. That means you would get the same amount of work done in a shorter period of time, which is 100% increasing the intensity of each session, right? Training frequency is the last thing to consider when progressing, which means you can increase the total number of days per week that you are using in your blocks of training over time by going from as low as maybe two workouts per week for somebody who's just getting back into the gym or just starting and then progress your way all the way up to five or six workouts per week over the course of weeks or months or maybe even over a longer period of time depending on what's appropriate for you based upon your condition and your ability, as well as what kind of results you want to see, 
obviously, the more aggressive you are in your progressions, the better results you will see over time. But you have to consider your capability, right? So those are the things to consider when looking at your progressions. Those are all ways to progress. And now that you have an in-depth understanding of them, you're ready to write your own fat loss program, right? Now, for me personally, I look at all of these principles in all of my programs, which is why my programs produce world-class results. It's also why it could take upwards of like four hours for me to write a program down on paper, okay? My programs are not the run-of-the-mill programs that you can just get online for free or maybe from like a less experienced coach. But that doesn't mean that you need to spend four hours writing a program to get results. Obviously, the more progressions you consider in your program, the better results you're going to get. But if you can just consider some of them, you're going to get better results than if you're not considering them at all and you're just going into the gym and you're just doing what I call freestyle workouts where you're just lifting and hoping that you're getting better as you progress, right? You don't have to look at all these things, but you should definitely consider some of them. The most important thing to your success is taking action, okay? Like don't get overwhelmed with information, just keep it simple. Determine how often you can train per week so you can pick a good training split while determining how long you can train each session, okay? So determine your frequency and length of time per workout. Then you choose your rest intervals and your exercises. Exercises first, obviously. Then just pick like one or two ways to progress and then just get in the gym and execute it and do it, right? And it's important to track your workouts because if you're not tracking your workouts, you don't know that you're progressing. I'd say it's probably a good idea to make changes to your exercises like ever so often, but not all the time, right? maybe every four weeks or every eight weeks. Um, but I wouldn't change your exercises more often than four weeks, because if you want to get good at something, you should do it a lot. None of us got good at anything or got better at anything doing it once, right? The first time you tried to cook a meal, you probably sucked at it. You've been cooking meals for your whole life. Now you're a better cook. Well, you can look at it that same way, right? You want to get good at a bench press, keep doing the bench press week to week to week so that you increase the skill of doing the bench press and all exercises in the gym are a skill. So if you change your exercises too often, you're never going to get good at those exercises and you're never actually going to consistently and actually progress at them. Okay. So that's it. Like you do that and you will get results. Okay. Choose your exercises, choose your rest intervals. Pick one or two ways to progress. Go to the gym, execute it, track your workouts, and don't change your exercises too often, okay? That will get you results. Now, if you want world-class results and you wanna save yourself the hours it takes to write a world-class program like my Fast Fat Loss Frequency Method or Metabolic Muscle Madness that have transformed over 295 clients and counting at the time of recording this, message me the word coaching on my Instagram at Tom the Trainer Fitness or on Facebook as Tom Trainer. 
And I will include the links to those accounts in the description of this podcast. Also, if you want a sample workout, message me free workout to either one of those accounts. And again, they'll be in the description of the podcast. And that's it. So I hope that you found this extremely valuable. If you look at these principles of how to write a program, you will write world-class programs. I said earlier in the podcast, I'm like, I can't believe I'm giving this away for free, but I hope it helps you. And I hope that you have the most amazing day ever. If you want help with a program and you want done for you help getting to your fitness goals, message me the word coaching. And if you want a sample workout, message me the word free workout. Have the best day ever. Thanks so much for listening. If you found today's episode valuable, please give me a five-star review and share it on your social media so I can have an even bigger impact. And if you want more information on how I can help you lose 15 to 52 pounds of body fat in 12 weeks, send me a message that says coaching to my Instagram at Tom the Trainer Fitness.